I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey guys, Ralph Malbro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Podcast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody. Welcome to a whole new world. It's the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Thanks for joining us. Find us. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. We have reached the big time. I am no longer in charge of any of the audio, video. It is Dave Andrews' dream. We got Thomas in Poland. It's like 3.45. He's in like eight coffees deep. He's running the whole shebang. Welcome to the new Saints Happy Hour YouTube channel. She it, bangs. She it's bangs. gonna it's gonna be amazing. Um thanks for joining we us. Actually fit in our boxes today. Fit in our boxes. The the levels are gonna be right on YouTube. It's not good people aren't gonna have to crank it up to hundred and ten percent. It's gonna be amazing. There's, there's no frozen video. Yeah. I, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this. The, the, the levels honest. are even. I know. I, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I, I I think this is too good for me. We are we are highbrow. I've I thought out in Texas, and when I thought out, it was a whole new podcast. That's what happened. Um, hmm. So the greatest thing to ever happen in this podcast. It is. It's, it's a good thing, by the way. It's a good thing you guys went on Sunday instead of Monday, and it's a good thing you didn't wait for me because uh, you would have never gotten a podcast. So it's a good thing you went when you did. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I, I couldn't go, Dave, I knew that if we went Monday, catastrophe awaited, and it was even worse than I thought. Like, Texas yeah. basically dropped below 30 degrees, and it stayed that way until Friday. So, like, it was yeah. it was the right call. Like, we had to, we had to do it. Um, so, 
Uh, Thomas, c- c- get on the air and t- tell the people. Like, people need to hear your voice to realize that you're real. Like, say yeah, s- this is Thomas from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Hello, everyone. He's he. Uh, go away, Thomas. He, go away. Yeah, he, right, no, okay, no, okay. He's okay. the opposite. He's the opposite of me. Dave and Andrew figured this out because here's my thing: was no matter what calamity befell this podcast 10, 20 seconds before we went live, my attitude was. We are going live, hell or high water. Nothing is stopping the show. Thomas is like, hey, we're just going to wait. I got to check some things. I got to make sure it's right. So we come on a little late. It's fine. He's got the little intro to start. It's amazing. Uh, but so that's where we are. So I, I wanted to start with that with actual Saints news as we wait for uh, Drew Brees to retire. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it'll come this week. But Andrew, you, you noticed... Uh, and a lot of people did Instagram. He's in Hawaii, so that ain't happening until he gets back from Hawaii. So I don't know how long he's been on well, vacay. He, well, he was at the Hawaii airport, right? He, actually, let me look at this Insta that he posted. But yeah, he was at the Hawaii airport, so it was unclear to me whether he was coming or going. Going, yeah. But if if he's coming, then he's probably <laughs> whoa, not announcing whoa, his retirement. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa! Phrasing. Uh, but but I, if if he's just send me there, the link, Andrew. Oh, okay. I will. Uh, but yeah, if, if he's not, uh, if if he's there, then I, I, and he's just getting there, I, I would think that it's a he's probably going to be there for a week, and it's at least going to be a week before well we see him back. And of course, me, I'm setting up the 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 patron stuff for the week. Me and Andrew have a couple of co- podcasts in the can. I'm setting up everything. I loaded my WWL column for the patrons early. And I was I loaded it in, and I was just like, I'll just hit publish when he announced that he retires. Of course, me being the expert editor producer of everything that I am, I pushed it out live. So patrons got it for like five minutes, the Drew Brees retirement column, and I totally confused everyone in the Discord channel. They're like, wait, wait, Ralph said put out the Drew Brees retirement column. Did he announce today? No, he didn't. I'm just an idiot. Um, but. Does that make us think that it's not going to happen this week and we're going to have to go through another week, Dave, of the speculation that he's thinking of coming back? The longer he goes and doesn't announce retiring, I feel like it ramps up. People get more and more believing that he's going to come back. Do you think another by, – by the end, by, if he doesn't retire this week, by Friday, people are going to be 100% convinced he's coming back, right? Wait, wait. So what is what is Thomas showing us right now? This, this is from last year, right? Yeah. No, he's showing – oh, is he not showing you Drew Brees' Instagram when he was Let's in make Florida? another run. Yeah, so – Let's make another let's run make another at it. Run. Oh, yeah, that's last year. He he, he – he, when he returned from Hawaii. So he's on that trip currently. And yeah. 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 So we're probably a, a week away. Yeah. I think probably when he announces, he's just going to put a Notre Dame helmet in the Instagram. So that, and we'll know that, that Insta is from, or that tweet is from a year ago. That's right. And, and, uh, the, the one I just sent you, Thomas, if you can post that, <laughs> now, I'm getting all like, I got God stuff. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the one that he just posted of his kids is in Hawaii currently at the airport. So anyway, well, anyway, I I think uh, you know Ralph's right. I mean, 
I don't know. My understanding of it was Mickey Loomis said two weeks ago that he was expecting something, you know, within a week or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that just sort of that just sort of set this ticking clock. And Man. now now we're a week past that. He's in Florida. He's in Hawaii now. He may not make another decision you know, decision for another week. Um, so, but I do feel like the longer, I, I think it's, I think it's legitimate to think the longer he waits to make a decision, uh, that, that means that he's at least giving it thought. He's at least thinking about it. He hasn't, you know, it's not an instant, uh, you know, an instant decision he's, that he's ready to make. So I don't know, but then the, <laughs> you know, but then the question is, I just saw it on, on, on Reddit today is that that meme with the guy with the two button options and he's sweating, you know, and it's like, do we want Drew Brees to return and make one more run at it? Or do we push the other button that says he's holding back the team? Like, which one is it? Like, well, you know, which, which which side are you on? Which camp are you in? I said on who that nation is divided. I said on Twitter, look, I don't I, – I, people know I want Drew Brees to retire because I think it only gets sadder from here. But if he announces he's coming back, I will convince myself that he's going to be healthy for a whole year. His ribs are going to be great. He's not going to get hit, and it's going to be awesome. I talked myself into Brandon Browner at corner, Andrew. I know I can talk myself into another year of Drew Brees. Like, I can do that in like 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, that's not a, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you in the sense that, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I don't want him back, but if he says he's coming back, I'll change my tune really quickly. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, the Saints just they, just just because just for the fact that I would hope that you know, if not a completely full stadium, pretty darn close to it, hopefully next year. Uh, if everybody gets vaccinated and we can beat this COVID thing, uh, I mean, if if not. You know, if 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 only just to get Drew to get a, a the proper send off and to get a good final season and you know in front of fans and and yeah. get a big deal to be made out of them. You know, they could have, uh, you know, who knows? They could do something every game. They could, you know, show highlights every game or, <laughs> or pick a different game that he did excelled yeah. in or whatever. Uh, but you know, just just for that alone, to for him to get that, I think would be here's uh, would be here's nice. a question. For, for, I well, he's both. already. Like, I just want to say real quick, like he's already getting massive amounts of di- disrespect. And there's a tweet that I don't know if Thomas is going to be able to show this or not, but uh, it's uh, a tweet that's circulating right now. That's uh, well, I, I have to admit it's pretty funny, but it's basically someone that's trying to throw a rock or something, and he tries to chuck it, and it barely goes yeah, like barely. two feet. I- and, and, and the tweet is oh, like, Michael yeah, Thomas does that. a double move and he's wide open. He's trying to throw it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's brutal. He throws it like four uh, feet. So, like, it, the mockery, like, it's it, it's been going on for so long. And, like, now, like, for years, you know, it was the whole arm truther thing. And we're like, it's not that true. Well, like, now it's kind of starting to feel pretty accurate. And it's just like the more he plays, the closer it gives validity to the mocking. You know, I know, but then, but then you go back to last season and and Brittany Breeze's Instagram and revealing that he had all these injuries and like Ralph said, he'll talk himself into it and a huge part of that 
talking yourself into a process is saying, well, he had all these injuries last year. And, yeah, but his you know, injuries maybe aren't he'll... getting better at his age. They're getting worse, right? Well, you know, but maybe he'll come back next year and he won't have the injuries and he can play a full healthy a, a full right. season and be healthy. Uh, but again, we like sounds we've like discussed. Sounds like you're hoping against hope. Here, I got. I, I, I would love. Look, if 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 you could say, Dave, what's your dream scenario? What do you want to happen? Obviously, it is 100%. Drew Brees comes back one more year. He's healthy. He has a great season. He doesn't have to have a 2011, 2009, 2012, whatever season. Uh, but you know, maybe something along the lines of 2017, 2018, and uh, and uh, I'm not going to say wins the Super Bowl, but you know, goes to another NFC championship game or something like that, maybe. Here's my question for you guys. And and takes over the t- career touchdown. Yeah, he's got uh, to catch old Tom Brady. Brady. But, yeah, but here's, that's what I want. Here's my question for you guys. What is something Saints-related you totally talked yourself into, but in your heart – you knew it was going to be a flaming fucking disaster, and you talked yourself into it. Uh, this this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say first, I talked myself into uh, Fred Weary at corner back in the day, Ashley Ambrose the second time with the Saints. I was all in for... Johnny Patrick at corner, Brandon Brown. Like, there's not a bad corner in the Sean Payton era that I didn't talk myself into that they would be average and be good enough to make the defense not When I was in college, one of my fraternity brothers was uh, a a Chargers fan. And and he told me Orlando Ruff was terrible. He said, I can't believe you picked that guy and he's going to be your starting middle linebacker. He's awful. And I didn't listen to him, and I said, nah. Jim Haslett's a pretty good talent evaluator. I think Orlando Ruff's going to be pretty good for the Saints. I convinced myself of that. Dave, it was what's a low a, moment. What's something you deluded yourself into believing? Mm, man, I don't know. There's there's so many. Most of them are quarterbacks. We, we, pro- we probably were all excited about Brandon Browner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's the video yeah. of uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Praise to Michael Thomas. <laughs> um, it took you long uh, enough, Thomas. Yeah, way to go. Quick on the draw there. Uh, He's slower than me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you there was no way you would have even been able to pull up that video, let alone yeah. figure out how to, how to share it with the world. No, I'm just talking about sound effects. Rob, you would have pulled that off at all, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I can't think of somebody in particular just off the top of my head. Um, but like, like I said, there's, there's probably a lot of quarterback cornerbacks on that list. Um, and uh, probably a couple of coaches. You know, I, I, after the last, I, I've always wondered, like Steve Spagnolo, he's done well with other teams. Uh, you know, he's taken multiple teams to... Okay, maybe yeah. I shouldn't say he's taken multiple teams. I'll say he's been the defensive coordinator of multiple teams in multiple Super Bowls, and he was so horrendous for us. Like, how how was <laughs> that possible? Well, I feel like I feel like with Spagnola, one of the things with him, Dave, was that in 2012, Sean Payton was gone, and the inmates. Were, no, that's a bad term. I will I won't say that because that gets the Texans <laughs> in trouble. But like the players. <laughs> We're like running the show, and the defense basically, 
Andrew, you know this. I think I think Shanley even said it. Like halfway through the year, they were like, "Fuck this guy. We're not." They, they didn't listen to him. Like they didn't pay attention. Like Sean Payton was gone. It was chaos in 2012. I think that's part of the reason why Spagnola probably failed, along with the defense having being ter- being stocked with horrible. horrible yeah, players. I mean, we'll never know what he would have been like with Sean Payton running the show. So, in some ways, I think it's unfair. You know. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting in the sense that Greg Williams kind of ran his own thing, right? Sean Payton really had nothing to do with him. And everything else besides Greg Williams was kind of a failure. I mean, Gary Gibbs had like a minute there. But for the most part, all of his defensive coordinators were a joke. And I don't know, man. Rob Ryan 2013 was amazing. Yeah, he was a flash in the pan for a second. I'll give you that. But I... uh, I'm almost kind of surprised at how good and sustained Dennis Allen has been, but you know, this is by far the best talent they've ever had to work yeah. with on defense. No, I, I, I feel like we need longer production meetings, and we need to plan this out because I, to, I, the thing that I want Thomas to show right now is Rob Ryan with the two cartons of ice cream. There's a picture of him floating around uh, the I internet of that. I feel like we need long two, three-hour production meetings. Told you all to send me. Feel. I'll will find it. I'll send it. To you. <laughs> we need we need to we need to have like that so Thomas can just flood people with ridiculous images. But yeah, but like our, we have no idea where our this podcast is going to go, where the conversation is going to lead. I where mean, it's going to it's going to go it's going to go you, nowhere you fast off a cliff into a disaster is where it's going to go. Before yeah, but I mean like before we started this podcast tonight, there's no way you would have known that you needed the picture of Rob Ryan with eating ice two, cream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I had for my profile for the longest time. I had the, the Rob Ryan face when they lost to New England on the last play, and Rob Ryan it just had that sad face and his long gray hair is just flopping down. I remember that. But yeah. Dave, I also in other not Saints news, but NFL news. I thought of you in that there is. It wasn't a rumor. It was a, reported in the Sports Business Journal that. The NFL, like they've started to negotiate for the TV contracts for because they're all up after this year. The NFL went to every single TV partner and they're like, we want double the money. So if they right. get double the money for all the TV contracts, your bailout of Mickey Loomis happens. Well, look, uh, who could have seen this coming other than me? Uh, I've been saying it for like the entire season, like since before the season even started. Now, that's not to say it's going to happen. But yes, basically, the NFL has gone back to all the networks um, and said we want to we want double, which is just absolutely crazy, especially considering uh, viewing number viewership numbers were down this year, like at least seven percent. Yeah, but it's still it's still the still the most watched product of anything on TV. Yeah, it is, but it's I don't I don't really from a business standpoint, I don't see how you could really uh could could really legitimately ask for double and expect to get double, you know, when your numbers are trending downward. That it's that's the, just uh that, that that doesn't make sense. Now, of course, here's the thing business. though. Here's the thing though, Dave, and I'll flip it to you is the NFL is basically saying to all these networks, I dare you not to have NFL football on your channel in the fall. I dare you to try to put other programming on in the fall on Sunday. I dare you. 
I, I, right. think, I don't um, think they'll get double, but I bet you they get damn near close to double. I bet you, Andrew, I bet you they get a 50% increase, at least a well, 75% so, increase. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to start high if you want to. There's a Rob Ryan setup. Ah, yes. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think you start high, right? That's how negotiations right. work. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, and I, if they I, end up I, getting fifty percent more. That's great. Thank right, you. and they very well, and they very well may get fifty percent more. And I don't think that they're necessarily threatening these networks. And I don't, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that the NFL has any plans to, you know, leave any of the networks or abandon any of the networks and go to somebody yeah. else. Um, I, I think they just would like their ideal situation would be just to get more money out of the networks that they would currently they? have. And yeah, I, I think, and they, and they may get more, more money. And just as the background, going back to earlier, they're doing this obviously, or, you know, the timing of this is, is, was totally predictable. Like, like I have been saying this whole time because uh, they want more money because they want to be able to raise the salary cap so that they can help out their teams uh, as far as, um, you know, signing these players, and especially uh, you know, since revenues were so much lower this year because of COVID, so so this was this is all very predictable. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website and use your mobile device to sign. Sign in today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently, knowing your pair is the real deal. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com sneakers today. Do you think, Andrew, that if Amazon, who Amazon has enough money, they can buy whatever the fuck they want. If Amazon went to the NFL and said, we'll give you double, hell, we'll give you triple. We don't give a fuck. We just want the NFL, and we're going to put it on NFL. We're going to put it on Amazon Prime. So if you want to watch NFL football, you have to have Amazon Prime. And NFL, we're going to triple your broadcast revenue. Do you think the NFL would take all the games off of free TV and put it on Amazon Prime? I think they would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And the salary cap can be two hundred and eighty million and Loomis can laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah. Um does does Dave, this make you does it and Andrew, I guess I'll start with you. Does this make you feel the the, the rumors about the, the, the T V revenue, does it make you feel a little bit better about the salary cap with the Saints? 
<laughs> Wait, what, Ralph? Sorry, we were all having our own conversation <laughs> without you. Yeah, because he... <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? I said, does it make you feel that the rumor with the NFL asking for double, does it make you even more confident that the Saints are going to be fine cap-wise? Yeah, I, I think the cap is going to be... I, you know, I, I think the timing of this, I, I think they're trying to get this this deal done with the networks before the start of the 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 new NFL year. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, that's that's it's not that long away. What is it? March first or yeah. shortly after that. Um, so uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the cap is going to be set at what people are saying now, which was what was it? One eighty? What was it? One eighty. Yeah, that's where they think it's yeah, going to be. One eighty. So I mean. Um, um, again, unless unless a, a new deal gets made with these networks uh, in the next week or so or whatever, uh, I, I think it'll probably just be around there. I would expect it. Yeah, the other the other Saints news that broke uh, after okay, I could gave... you imagine what if it went what if it went to like one ninety or one ninety five? Like, oh my fucking... god, it would, if it <laughs> that would be awesome, Andrew. Well, here's... I, I, one eighty eight is kind of the rumor right now. If Andrew, without any new network deals. If Andrew, if it, if 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 the network TV contract of the NFL owners' dream, let's not say it's Amazon, but let's say it's close to a hundred percent more, and the cap is two hundred, two hundred and five million. I know. Does that mean the same? This year. You're talking about this year. I'm talking about this year. If it's if it's 195 to 205 million, let's give it a give it a range. If it's if it's close to 200 million, can the Saints could they keep Marcus Williams, keep Trey Hendrickson and do some other shit? Like if it's close to 200 million, does it basically mean comp that they can keep the whole roster together if they want? I think so. Uh, well, so you got to look at. I don't know where where the cutoff is for Mickey Loomis, but you got to think for every five million that he saves. I love this uh, Rob Ryan picture, I, guys. We're gonna be okay. I just ate Percy Harvin. Uh, that's a great, great meme. But uh, uh, it, it's like let's say the Saints are at one eighty, right? And let's say it gets bumped up to one eighty five. Boom! You get to keep Malcolm Brown, right? And, and I think a lot of fans may say, oh, we don't need to keep Malcolm Bradley. He's not that big of a deal. But he's an important rotation guy for stopping the run. And then, okay, give him another $5 million. And all of a sudden, it's we get to keep uh, Janoris Jenkins, you know, or we get to keep uh, some other guy on the roster that we were playing on cutting. So every $5, 10000000 million you add, that's one less piece they have to remove. I think they have the money to resign. Marcus Williams and I think they have the money to work work a deal with James Winston because again remember it's not just about the cap this year it's next year and they can add avoidable years and all that I think it's more about how many free agents can they add on top of that if they if they can keep Trey Hendrickson and Marcus Williams it would be the most fun offseason thing they've ever done maybe I think it would be bet. It would be. It would. It would have. It will give me more joy than that night that I thought they had Clowney. If they if they could keep both, I am not gonna lie. More joy than the night I thought they had Jimmy Graham back. 
so More joy than when the Pels got Zion? <laughs> no, nothing compares to that. Well, hey. A little. No, that was me. I don't have it. I just want to say Thomas would have done it quicker too. They would have done it quicker. The Pelicans came back from 24 down today and won in overtime against the Celtics. Uh, The Celtics were very falcony today. I was pumped. So, you know, the the Saints did. The Saints did have actual news that broke late over the weekend that Andrew knew about and hoarded. Uh, Zach Streif is not going to be play-by-play guy anymore. Um, And he's going to be assistant offensive line coach for the Saints. And Andrew was sworn to secrecy because he's best buds with Zach Streif. Um, (laughs) It's true. But here's the thing. I'm sad about this for a lot of reasons, Andrew. One is because Zach Streif was really good. Like, his, he, I know he's only been the play-by-play guy for three years, but he was he was getting really good at it. Second of all, he was a fun media person, which was awesome. Third of all, he liked this podcast, came on as a guest, and made it fun, and he would come on two, three times a year. That's gone now that he's going to be assistant offensive line coach. But most of all, Andrew, I thought he liked his lifestyle of owning a brewery, being the play-by-play guy, like that seems like a really great, cushy life. Now he's going to be an assistant offensive line coach. God, he's going to be working 20 hours a day. Like that just seems not as fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, uh, well, first of all, the Saints uh, really wanted him. And uh, I think that speaks to just how much they love him in the building. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I just think um, he he – he kind of thought he was the next 30 years of his career were going to be as the voice of the saints. I think he really thought that that, that was being, I, I'm not going to speak for him. I, you know, he can, he can speak for himself, but my, my understanding is that he, he thought he was going to do that for the rest of his professional career. And, you know, this opportunity came up and I just think he was already kind of doing it. He was texting with the offensive line coach. He was texting with the players like, Hey, I'm seeing this. And he was already doing a lot of that stuff you know, helping out coaching. And I think it just at the end of the day felt like this is, this is what I do. And why not just go back in the building and actually do it for real? You know, the saints, but good news for Juge though, because maybe now Zach can get you unblocked by Peyton on Twitter. Yeah, I saw uh, you're stealing that from my dad. (laughs) You know, the saints, uh, they need to, (laughs) Mr. Steven, they, the saints, they stole. Connor can't get me unblocked by coach. I think it's hopeless. Unblocking That's you is too. It's just too much. Is it's an effort that Sean Payton isn't willing to do and isn't willing to learn. Once you are blocked by Payton, you are in the black hole. You're never coming out. Connor that, Payton yeah. said, I, "Connor Payton said I got you. I'm going to make this happen." And then he it didn't happen. Crazy. So I, I'm telling you, it's hopeless. I, well, I want to say this. Dad, then he talked to his dad, and he was like, "Fuck that! I'm not unblocking Juju. Are you fucking kidding me?" That's he exactly made that. He happened. made that medicine cabinet joke. Fuck that, dude. There's. <laughs> And there's probably been like three people that have like approached Peyton and been like, "Hey, do you know Andrew Juge? Can you unblock that guy?" I un- I like, unblock oh, people all the time. I'm very kind. Like I I unblock like three people. Juge sent me a thing. Is like, please unblock these people. I unblock people, you know. But here's here's my question. I want the Saints. They hired Streif and made the New Orleans media 
less interesting and less fun. They need to hire Nick Underhill as like a, a nerd analyst, whatever. And that can <laughs> Sean Payton's devious plan to just leave the New Orleans media a burning husk of nothing. And then we can be the king of the graveyard because there'll be nothing left. That is what I want the Saints to do. But then he's going to hire Dave as a mascot and he'll he'll be the candy man. Yeah. The candy man can cause he mixes it with love and makes the world go round. So I appreciated Juge trying to get people on Twitter to tweet the Saints that I should be the play-by-play guy, uh, but it's probably going to be my cause. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. But also, I want to say this to people on Twitter, like uh, Chris, how do you say his name? Even though he's been a guest on the Rose Vugla, Andrew. Rose Vugla and all these other Saints people, they are tweeting out made-up fucking names of players that they know I cannot pronounce. And they're like, you the Saints are going to virtual visit with. The guy's name, let alone the players. You can't even <laughs> you can't even pronounce the name of the guy that's tweeting you. I know, I can't. The guys that he's tweeting about. Yeah. But Rose Vugla, is that right? I feel bad because he's been on the show like twice. <laughs> and I still just call him Chris. I still butcher his name. But my point is, I don't think these players are real names. I think they're just made-up names that people do, and they (laughs) tag me in the tweet, and they giggle because they know that I will never be able to pronounce that name because it's not a real name. It's made up. They just banged on the keyboard a few times. Yeah. Whatever whatever letters came together, that's that's the player's name. Tell me I'm wrong. Prove Prove me I'm wrong. So, but... Um, we'll we'll do, do some mock drafts when we get close to the draft season. <laughs> we should do a we should do a mock draft where we have to select the most difficult name, like in the top ten left on the board, and make <laughs> Ralph say all their names at the end. That would be fun. Yeah, no, we I think we did that last year. Um, uh, right, we did we did the draft where. Where you could only do names that I couldn't pronounce, but and now that we yeah. are uh, we are we, uh, do that again. we are PFF members, we got the membership to and we we thanks to the patrons, they 
one of the things we do. They have a really Andrew, you were playing with their tool. They have like a really cool like draft simulator tool, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so we'll we'll be doing all kinds of mock drafts and stuff. So I guess the the play by play guy they're gonna get they, Zach Streets leaving. I guess it's gonna be Mike Haas. People were saying Joel Myers, but he's TV, and unless they're gonna like fly him to the games and like I don't see him doing Pelicans and Saints. Um, I, I mean, I, kinda, I guess maybe I mean, they could do totally Todd Graffinini. He does the I Pelicans. I, I this is total Homer, and I love Zach, but uh, like a dark horse prediction would be I think that he would move up the coaching staff ranks pretty quickly. Really? And I would say it would not surprise me if in three years he's the offensive coordinator. And before you call me crazy, think about his personality. Think about his skills as a communicator. I think he'd be a really good teacher for young players. I think he's incredibly smart. And I think as we talk about Pete Carmichael not getting a job all these years, I kind of think – if this offense can be successful post breeze, that might be what it takes to get Carmichael. Over I'm gonna, to, to I'm maybe gonna get a job. I said this to Juge in a chat, Dave, and I 100% believe it. If the Saints win with Jameis Winston, and let's say they win a fifth division title, and Jameis is like comeback player of the year, I believe 100% Sean Payton assistants on his staff are gonna be like. Uh, McVay for the Rams where remember when McVay after he got golf good anybody who had coffee with him they're like you want to run our offense cool I really believe that with the Saints like if 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 Sean Payton can turn Jameis Winston around and they win a fifth straight division title Carmichael Curtis Johnson like all of them are going to get jobs. Every team that needs an offensive coordinator, they're going to be looking for safety. They're going to hire interns. They might hire me if I can see Sean Payton at Danny and Clyde's pumping gas. A team might be dumb enough to hire me. I really believe that. Tell me I'm wrong, Dave. I I don't I don't know if I can get on board with that. I mean, first of all, Carmichael if Carmichael hasn't left yet. He's not going anywhere. That's the way I feel about you, Carmichael. You don't you don't think the offense being successful without Breeze would be enough to raise his resume? Uh, you don't think that that team t- plenty of teams would have gladly taken Carmichael? I, I don't think Carmichael has any has any desire to go anywhere else. I, I just really he's, don't. He's only interviewed uh, one time. He false. interviewed for the Rams job in 2011. That's the only thing. You don't think bad. there's a you don't think that he's had opportunities. You don't think that there's a market out there not. for the guy who's run the, the the best offense for the last 15 no. years. Nah. I mean, I it's weird. It, thing is, though, Dave, all these NFL coaches, especially guys that are coordinators, they all want head jobs. They all want, like, like they want, because there's only 32 of these jobs. Right? All these dudes, they work 100 hours a week. They all want to be a head coach. Like, especially guys that are coordinators, I believe that. So I believe Carmichael, I believe he's very happy where he is, but I, I, I 100% believe if a team interviewed him, he'd, He'd a hundred percent take the job if he got offered a head coach job. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. It, I, I I don't believe that. The only other the only other thing I could believe is that there are certain uh, position coaches, not head coaches, but uh, position coaches that are untouchable. That 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 basically head coaches say, "Look, these are this is my guy. 
nobody i don't want anybody sniffing around him i don't want to and and sometimes i wonder like if pete carmichael is like that guy like sean payton has a thing with pete carmichael he's been around for a long time he trusts him and there's just yeah. like this unwritten head coach rule that there are certain guys yeah. that you're just not allowed to touch because like, I that's the most that's maybe the most ridiculous maybe thing i mean call me, call me, like call me qb anon do do whatever you want to do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else do you explain? Belichick has literally lost every awesome assistant coach he's had. Maybe Belichick doesn't give a shit. Him. Maybe Belichick doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care about his players. He'll let a player go. He knows when to sell high and buy low. So maybe he doesn't give a shit about his coaches either. Yes, I'm sure his most trusted assistants are cool with staying as opposed to getting a head coach. Anyway, I disagree with you. I don't think Carmichael wants to go anywhere. I think if Carmichael wanted to go somewhere, I think he could have gone somewhere else by now. Uh, maybe I don't know. I disagree. I disagree. Time How many? Stamp this, I, 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 look, I, 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 Thomas, look this up, okay? I want to know the length of tenure of offensive coordinators in the league right now. I feel like that's not a job where people stick around for a long time. How long has Pete Carmichael been offensive coordinator for the Saints? How many years? Well, well, as like, long as Sean Payton's been there. No, okay. I think he was like quarterback coach for like two years, and then they promoted him. I like, want to know how many other offensive, offensive coordinators, coordinators have kept the their job time. for that long. There's, but it, I, I guarantee, I, I guarantee that's you, direct, that, that's a direct extension of Sean Payton being the head coach for that long. <sighs> Stop! This, this <laughs> what? Is, you you're you're belittling Carmichael. You're saying Carmichael years. has nothing to do with this. That's an insult to Carmichael. I'm not saying that Carmichael has nothing to do with it. I'm saying that the league believes he has failed to get a job elsewhere because the league believes this is Sean Payton's deal. He's the one calling the plays. He's the one that de- designed the offense. Drew Brees is the one executing it. Carmichael Even, is, is Okay, let me, tell, let, me tell, let me tell you something. Even if Sean... No, I understand that. Let, let's say all that was true. Let's say Sean Payton has been doing all this. You don't want to take a flyer on a guy who's been learning from that guy for 11 fucking years? He's, an, he's been a, an apprentice... He's been an apprentice. The league loves those guys. The league loves those young guys. So, look, I'm telling you, Carmichael doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to be a head coach. He does, he I am very adamant about this. He, no, he, he does not. Head coach. You're no. wrong. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, I, So, Dan Campbell just got a job, right? Did you listen to his interview? Did you listen to his yeah. introductory yeah, press? Yeah, he wants to, wow, he wants to bite it. I, uh, bite bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Knee, knee, cap, knee, kneecap people or something. <laughs> so... It's very Campbell, Greg Williams. He he's a rah rah type A. He he's like the blueprint, like what you imagine an NFL coach head coach being. Okay, Pete Carmichael is soft spoken. He's unassuming. He's he's the nerd with the glasses. Like he is not like. I just don't think he's a guy that's way over an NFL. He's got that Tony Dungy vibe. I agree with you. That yes, that yes. teams like and Tony Dungy didn't get a head coaching job. job for the longest time because he was low key. He was very religious and he was black, so it was like a double whammy against Dungy. Pete Carmichael has half of that. He's got that low key nerd vibe, and when you interview like a lot of these owners, they want the rah rah masculine own the room cliche like they want they need to see that they need to feel that and and carmichael doesn't have that but but to dave's point wait 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 wait. 
wait, wait, I, I, have, I have more to say about this. And, and you're right, Carmichael doesn't have that. And I think Carmichael knows that he doesn't have that. And I think Carmichael knows that he's not head coach material. Oh he doesn't want to be a head coach. Okay, now my buddy, our, our buddy I Sean... Think- our I buddy Kevin Held. God, I hate to hear that. I Our buddy Kevin Held just uh, sent me a message <laughs> on Facebook. It is a tweet from Field Yates uh, from uh, January of this year, and it says Pete Carmichael Jr. of the Saints and Josh McDaniels of the Patriots, and technically Kyle Shanahan too, are the only offensive coordinators to be with their current team since before 2018. Just 2018. Just three Damn. years. They're the only, only three offensive coordinators that have been with the team longer than three years no coaching position is turning over faster in the wow. nfl than offensive coordinators pete carmichael has topped out as offensive coordinator and he's got himself a nice cushy gig in new orleans under sean payton and he's not going anywhere Maybe. so to answer ralph's question from earlier about whether our staff is going to get pillared pillaged and plundered uh maybe but it's not going to be carmichael i i really <laughs> hope we can revisit this after the saints go 11 and 5 Next uh, January, Dave. Yeah, we're saving this podcast. We're saving this time oh, stamp. Yeah. Time stamp this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till he when leaves. Carmichael gets the New England Patriots head coaching no, job. No, no, you know what it'll yeah. be? It'll be like freaking Illinois, right? He'll be like the head coach oh. of Illinois. Yeah. Oh well, no, no, that's not that. He I'm was, not saying college. I'm Pete talking about Carmichael. He was born to be the Vanderbilt Commodores head coach. He was he's born a, to be, be that. The North Carolina Tar Heels head coach. Yeah, that, well, Mac Brown's the there. Stage. It's Mac Brown's going to be there for life. Well, he's, Mac Brown's no. going to retire. I know, I'm talking about the NFL. I'm not talking about college. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kevin, for the for the tweet for the tip. So, wait, wait, wait. But why wouldn't wouldn't a head coaching job in college be even less exciting? Wouldn't that disprove your point even more? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be less exciting than being offensive coordinator in the NFL. I don't know. I don't know, less man. Exciting than being head coach, head coach at Vanderbilt, Dave. It might be to go to head coach a college team. That's less appealing than leaving to go be a head coach of a pro team, or like, which would further disprove well, your point. If if I, if I, Pete Carmichael goes, believe to whatever UTEP, you want to believe. I can I can assure you that's not happening. He's not going to be a head okay. coach of any college team. Timestamp so. this. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried. About it. <laughs> So, um, before we get to uh, me and Dave talking about getting our asses frozen off all week, especially me in Texas where it was a calamity, we need to talk uh, actual Saints uh, off-season stuff, and we just can do some previews. And I want to talk about, Andrew, the one position I want to start tonight is offensive-defensive line. Um, I think the offensive line is – pretty set in that they're going to move McCoy right they're going to put Ruiz at center I they're mean, going to we, we they, think so yeah they're going to they feel pretty locked in you know they're probably going to extend Ramchick they feel pretty locked in I don't think they would draft a guy high on the offensive line unless like the rating for the dude was ridiculous like Ramchick was in 2017 but on the defensive line they may lose Hen- they may lose Hendrickson they're probably going to move on from Rankins um they may move on from Malcolm Brown Cam Jordan is on the other side of 30, and he had a down year. Like, I feel defensive line could be a, a position where not only do they pick in the first round, I believe defensive line could be a position where they pick multiple positions on defensive line in the draft this year. Yeah, defensive line, like, they're probably going to lose Hendrickson. Cam Jordan looks like he's declining. Uh, Malcolm Brown is a potential cut. 
uh, Davenport could be gone in a year, and he's starting to look like a bust, right? Uh, there, there's a ton of question marks that, that Sheldon Rankins might be gone. So there could be a ton of turnover. And yeah, I'm with you. I, I think they need to get younger. I think they need to get more talented. And uh, look, time is up with Rankins, I think. I don't think he'll come back. And it may be with Hendrickson, too. And those are guys they drafted that really bolstered their rotation. And so uh, you got to restock there. And you're not going to be able, we know how expensive free agent sack guys are you want to go go out and get a double digit sack guy it's going to cost you big time so uh the best way to combat that is to get young talent get draft picks dude granderson is a great start granderson's a a nice little rotational piece they have they got a couple defensive tackles in there shy tuttle and malcolm roach were nice little pickups so uh they've got some potential there but yeah they they need more talent and uh so I would. I agree with you, Ralph. I think defensive line is certainly in play with the first first round pick, and we could see them pick a couple uh, in the draft this year. Dave, do you, I mean you know that like basically for every sack you have as a player, it's a million dollars in your salary, base kind of almost. Um, but my question to you is, how concerned would you be? If they lost Hendrickson and they lost Malcolm Brown and they didn't add a guy in the draft in, let's say, the first three rounds, how concerned would you be about the defensive line? And they didn't draft somebody? Yeah, that would be very concerning. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they've got some guys that are great for depth, but, I mean, you know, they, they need another. Look, Cam Jordan really didn't show up on the sack stat sheet last season too much. Um, that doesn't mean everything, obviously, but um, but if you lose Hendrickson, who had your 13 and a half sacks or whatever it was, and, uh, and you lose Rankins or Malcolm Brown or somebody like that, and then you don't even... I mean, I, I'm assuming that... You know, tell me in your scenario that they sign a veteran or something. I mean, come on, throw me a bone here, give me something. Because uh, no, if they don't, if they don't address it uh, and they and they lose players, that would be concerning. They, they definitely need to. I mean, but it's you know, they the definitely thing need, is, it's they just, need to get better. On, it's on just hard to. It's just hard to find. Like even old dudes that have like a one final breakout year. They get, you know, like guys that even have seven, eight sacks that are over 30, like teams will pay them like one year, seven and a half, eight million dollars. Who's the guy? Cameron, like Cameron Wake. He's damn near 40. Tennessee, I mean, he's washed up now, but Tennessee gave him like two years, 16 million, I believe in 2019. So teams are teams are desperate for pass rush. That's why Hendrickson is going to get paid out the ass. Right, Andrew? Like... Um, totally. So I just think the Saints could be in a very difficult spot where they're going to be they're going to be depending on a high draft pick to give them pass rush, and that's never a good thing. Because Andrew, didn't you do a didn't you do a column or something for the patrons a while ago where like if you're not drafted in the first round, the chances that you get ten sacks is like basically. Trey Hendrickson for the Saints, that's like hitting the Powerball. Like, that never yes. happens, right? You're correct, yeah. Almost all double-digit sack guys are first-round picks, categorically. Yeah, that's why they should That's why they should sign J.J. Watt. 
We need to make that happen. <laughs> they can't afford. I mean, like, how much JJ Watt's going to cost as much as Trey Hendrickson, oh, if not oh, more? No, JJ Watt. He's such a big name. He'll he's, cost the fortune. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to sign. If, you're, if that's, that's your move, you might as well just re-sign Trey Hendrickson. If you think, if think about how much money Nandamikin Sue's been getting the last few yeah. years, Watt will get that and more. <laughs> I mean, what did what did Nandamikin Sue in 2018? What did the Rams give him? Like one year, eighteen million. One year, ten million or something. And what—that's about what he makes for Tampa now, right? Yeah. By the way, Indomik and Sue in the Super Bowl—he might be old or whatever. He was a fucking animal. I know Kansas City's offensive line was all a shambles, but they were putting him all over the place. He was a main. It was like he was back. He got. It helped him a lot that Vita Vey was back. That Vita Vea made a big difference in that game for him. Yeah. Vita Vey, he was a guy. He was injured the whole year. He like broke his leg or something. Um, yeah, uh, Sue, Sue was one year. He, he had a one year deal this year for eight million. So, before we get to the mailbag, the questions, Andrew's in charge of that. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who reached out to me on Twitter and patrons. Some patrons messaged me, uh, worried about me in Texas because, as you know, Texas was a calamity. They had the worst winter storm in Texas in like a hundred years. Lost power, lost water, uh, complete chaos. But I want to thank everybody for reaching out to me. Uh, and it was the right choice to uh, go last Sunday because if we if we hadn't recorded the big show last Sunday night, we wouldn't have had podcast all week because uh, Texas was a it was it was it was incredible, Dave. Like. That's what that's my backyard. The roads like it was like an inch of snow and in North Houston, I mean it was it was like a winter fucking wonderland. Um I can never remember, Dave, uh and you've lived in New Orleans a long time. I can never and it's so this basically thing. I can never remember a time in my life where it got cold living in New Orleans or Texas where it dropped below th- freezing and stayed that way for a week like this winter storm was bananas that that's actually a picture of your yard that is that is a picture that is a picture of my yard you do not see to the right my new patio furniture that's probably ruined because of sub freezing temperatures that happened for a week um there was there was a winter I want to say two, three, or four years ago here in New Orleans where it did get very cold and it got below freezing. I don't know about for a week, but uh, at least three, four days. Uh, And I know that because uh, all of my pipes busted at the store and I was like frantically needing a, a water key so I can shut the water off to my building so I could get so I could <laughs> stop spewing water and uh, and I could get somebody over there to fix them uh, so there there was one winter but it, it but it, it didn't shut the city down uh, anywhere close to uh, what it did for you guys in Houston and uh, you know it's crazy because all the stuff that happens we because we, we it was cold it froze for one one night in New Orleans it wasn't really a big deal you know, Ralph hasn't showered in a week and hasn't had power and all that showered kind of stuff. Showered yesterday I'm, was glorious. I, I've been taking warm showers and, <laughs> you know, I'm cooking and watching TV. Everything's fine over here. But we did have the one uh, night where uh, it got cold. And 
I forgot where I was going with that. Well, I just want to anyway. say this. Um, not to make it political, but God damn it. <laughs> and if I don't have power and I can't flush my toilet, I'm going to blame people. And like Texas couldn't even be bothered to wrap the pipes. Like they're like, eh, winterize. Yeah, eh, we don't need to do that. Like, when's it ever gonna get cold here? It's never gonna happen. So I mean, it was it's bad. I mean, look, we still don't have, we still can't drink the water in Paraland, but the toilets flush, so that's nice. And you take well, a shower, we, just make we, sure we not have, to drink the water. We have boil water water advisories uh, every other day in New Orleans. Year, in New Orleans, it yeah, felt so like home when they told me to boil my water. <laughs> yeah, we're we're used to that. That's not a. I don't feel so bad for that. But no power sucks. No heat definitely sucks. Uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. So, um, so yeah, but 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 so it, obviously in Texas, you guys had a huge problem. Uh, but it still affects everywhere else. Like so, here in Louisiana, you know, Trader Joe's. My wife wanted to go shopping at Trader Joe's today. I my said, wife. You can't, my wife. Mm. I said you can't do that because uh, I saw on social media like Trader Joe's was. Totally empty. The shelves were totally bare because all their yeah. shipments come from Texas, and nobody could leave Texas. Uh, me at my store, actually, I had I order stuff from warehouses in in Tex in Dallas all the time, and uh, it's normally a next day ship. And uh, so I'm missing a bunch of stuff for for some of my customers and some of my orders that I'm still waiting on because well, uh, I gotta say to the deliver. grocery looked worse than at the beginning of the pandemic. And I thought the at the beginning of the pandemic in March, the groceries being empty was bananas. I went to the grocery on Thursday and it was barren. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not talking like right. they didn't have stuff like you could be like, oh, I can get this. I mean, like aisles were empty fucking nothing produce section empty meat section not a thing cheese sec none of it we ended up having to get sounds like ralph is gonna have to settle it for is we ended rice. up having to get make chili pies we had to get like heb chili and like a, a, a bag of heb imitation fritos and that's what we made frito pies um uh, wait, Ralph, inquiring minds want to know, when you're in the middle of a pandemic uh, winter blackout, does your wife still leave clothes out, your your outfit out the next day for you? Uh, or does it no, really not matter no, what you're wearing? No, she, so she, she, just she explicitly told me, go nuts. wear the yeah, same thing because I can't wash clothes. So I literally wore the same thing every day except for changing my well, underwear. Well, that's good when you're not showering, yeah. Because you don't have water. You can't, you can't, you can't wash clothes it, if you don't got water. Good, Dave, right? it no, really it's. Good? I was being facetious. I would think since with, if you're not showering, the least you'd want to do is change your clothes. By well, wearing the yeah, same yeah. clothes every day, you're just exacerbating well, the situation. Well, I was worried too. If if Drew Brees would have retired, Channel Four would have had me on, and I would have looked like a homeless oh. person. Even I would have looked even worse <laughs> well, than normal. Because uh, you would have had to go to Starbucks to do it. You didn't have power. How would you have been able to do? This? Well, no, we water was the main issue. We had power. We had power starting on Tuesday, off and on. Uh, we would uh, have it, and then they would cut off, and we'd have it and cut off. I guess they do the rolling blackouts. But we didn't have. We got we got power consistently back like Thursday morning. 
man, Eric Paulson would roast the shit out of you if you were doing your live feed from like your like your car, your Prius. No, the best would, Dave would, would do less, it from Starbucks, and they bring day. me my order as I'm doing yeah. the live shot. That that's that's <laughs> you're a, uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're that's what you want. No, Popeyes ran out of. Chi- <laughs> Fredo says Popeyes ran out of chicken. They did. It was bad. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently, knowing your pair is the real deal. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com sneakers today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website and use your mobile device to. Sign in today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Thomas, fire up the music. It's uh, it's question time. Are we going to talk about the cold, coldest blooded saints? Or are we doing that after the questions? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to do the uh, Ralph shuffle? There you go. I'm th- are you gonna go. do the? Sh- are you gonna do the shake weight, jerking off into your mouth? <laughs> I don't hear the music, but it's okay. I'll just dance anyway. You don't hear it. Sounds beautiful as ever. Yeah. So Andrew, fire, fire. By the way, become a patron, and you get access to our Discord channel, and you get access to uh, all of our content. And oh, by the way, I forgot to mention it because I'm a dumbass. We have a new sponsor. eBay Sneakers is a sponsor of the podcast. If you what? buy... Are we getting free sneakers? No, but if you buy a pair of sneakers on eBay and send us the receipt, you get in- entered into the raffle. We're raffling off four pairs of Air Force Ones through Armchair Media. Whoa. So send That's us a cool. receipt. You can get in- entered into the raffle. Go to eBay. They have their new classic sneakers. It's amazing. Are we allowed name. to enter? They authenticate us. They authenticate the sneakers and everything. It's it's great. You should totally do it. So Andrew, fire off the hear, first I question. Hear, I didn't hear a word that Ralph just said there, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. So the first question is from Bud Rich, uh, and he had a couple questions. Uh, the first one is: If the Bears go all out and give Jameis a massive deal. Would you sacrifice a third and a conditional 2022 pick to the Jets for Darnold? No. I, I, I look at Darnold and I'm like, no, just just roll with Taysom and go and get Taysom and go get Fitzmagic and let's get weird in 2021. Don't, don't trade for Darnold. Uh... 
and Dave, he also wants to know Darnold or Jameis for QB in 2021. Oh, my God. You know. Miss me with that Darnold shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling you. All right. Uh, this question number two is from Chris Moss. Uh, no Moss. No Moss. He wants to know, uh, what is the worst round of the playoffs to lose in, con- considering heartache, draft position, and whatever else you think matters? Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> I would say this. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 losing in the Super Bowl, I would say at least you made it there. To me, that's not as – I know, like, you're right there. And that's not even really the playoffs. I don't even really consider the Super Bowl the playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, right. Like, to, to be able to say we made a Super Bowl would be, in of itself, I think, incredible. Any, so. any home loss in the playoffs, to me, is brutal, no matter what the round. Because if you're the home team, you're better, right? So, like, losing to Tampa, losing to Minnesota last year. The only road loss that the Saints have ever suffered in the playoffs that really, really ate at me was San Francisco in 2011. Even Minnesota, the Minnesota miracle, that didn't bother me. The beast quake didn't really bother me. The San Francisco loss in 2011 did, but any playoff loss that's a home loss, to me, is always brutal. It doesn't matter the round. I think if to answer the question specifically, if you were to ask me which round, I think the NFC championship is the worst because then you're, like, you're so close to the Super Bowl. And yeah. I just think... The two times the the Saints have lost in that game, uh, they were painful in their own ways, but the no call will always be the worst for me. Always. <laughs> Unless you lose to the Atlanta Falcons. The playoff games where you lose to the Falcons. <sighs> worst. Speaking from experience, unfortunately. All right. Uh, ZNWR wants to know, why is Drew taking so long to announce his retirement? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of already addressed that at the top of the show, but... Uh, he wants to give us more know. content. Maybe he wants to give us stuff to talk it. about. Yeah, he's but, just... Uh... But, Ralph, which, in his second part of his question is, would uh, Sean Payton start him again next year if if he decides to come back? 100%. He ain't coming back to be no fucking... Hold no clipboard, <laughs> motherfucker, okay? Get, don't get it twisted. It's Drew Brees is not coming back to be fucking backup quarterback. <sighs> That is a hundred percent fact. <laughs> Timestamp that shit, Thomas. Well, no, I don't think he means that. I think I think he means more like would Sean Payton be like, "No, nah, I don't want you." Is there any chance that if Drew comes back? I guess the question is, if Drew comes back, is it? No, I think they would take him. Yes, they would take him. No matter is, what. I mean, isn't that what Mickey's always said? Like, we'll, we'll is, he'll yeah, play as long as he wants to play. That that is fair. Um, yeah, so so if Drew says I'm back, the Saints take him no matter what. That's your answer. So does that specifically mean Jameis doesn't come back if Drew does? Has to, right? Ralph, you muted yourself. I don't know. I think if Jameis is smart, he sticks around one more year. He's still young, and and then he gets a shot. I don't know. I mean, I two know. years on the bench. The thing is for Jameis, though, is like if Drew comes back, he can go. He could go to the Bears. He can go to New England for like he can go there. I mean, they might pay him even less than what the Saints were going to pay him, but he can start. Like he goes to the he goes to the yeah. Bears for like one year, four million. Like he's a hundred percent starting. He goes to New England, he's a hundred percent starting. So, um, you know, I, I I think I think if 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 Drew comes back, Winston's a hundred percent gone. 
All right. Uh, the next one I have is from Down with Disease. He wants to know, outside of QB, what is the one position group that you would upgrade this offseason and why? Hmm. Again, my answer to that is yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to pick one, I think I'm going to steal Andrew's answer. Um, that, like, five weeks of Kawan Alexander – where he was amazing and could run sideline to sideline and be, be great and have speed that we didn't see the Saints ever have at linebacker. Like, I can't go back. That's like 4K TV. Like, once you see soccer in 4K, <laughs> you cannot go back. I can't, I can't go back to shitty, slow linebackers. I got I got the Saints got to draft somebody at linebacker that can run that they can pair with Demario Davis. I mean, I yeah, think that's a good answer. D-line would be up there, too. Otherwise, uh, Dark Horse, punter. No, they got the dude. They, they, he got the Peyton Ooh. Red shirt. They got well, the, the Penn State guy. Man, I wish I could find this tweet from Andrew Brandt uh, because – Oh, I the one that I thing. shared? Yeah, this is from Balky, and I, I love this question, and it's tongue-in-cheek. Uh, but it, it relates to a tweet that – Andrew Brandt had, and I can't, I'm trying to locate the tweet, but I can't find it this quickly, but uh, the nuts and bolts of Andrew Brandt's tweet was, it's not cap wizardry or cap genius to do what Mickey Loomis does. What's genius is, is to be under the cap and actually manage it correctly. That That's that's what we, real cap wizardry is. Uh, Name so me. Balky's question. Go ahead. What? Oh, so Balky's question is, considering the well-known fact among the national media, that Mickey Loomis is a terrible GM, especially with the salary cap. How much better would the Saints be if they had a competent GM who knew how to always have $40 million in cap space? Yeah, like the Bengals? <laughs> the, ba- the Bengals uh, always... Like the Jacks. You Here's the thing. If you have cap space and you are winning, it's because A... Your quarterback's on a rookie deal, or B, you just have a bunch of dudes that you haven't paid yet, or C, you suck like the Jaguars. Those are the only three options to having a bunch of cap space. The only team that I can remember that's had decent amount of cap space and won, New England throughout some of their stretches of winning has had cap space, but they haven't had a ton of cap space. Like, you have to pay... You're good players, and there's no way around that. And the only way to do it is to be like Cincinnati is you can win and then not pay them and they can leave. Like, I just think that that's, that sounds great, that what he said, that tweet, but it's bullshit. Like, you, you, if, if you win, you have good players. And if you have good players, you have fucking cap problems. I have the tweet. Word for word, he said, and a note about managing an NFL salary cap. It doesn't take a quote-unquote cap guru or quote-unquote cap wizard to constantly restructure and push out cap charges to bring down the current cap. It takes a cap guru or cap wizard to not have to do that. Uh, a lot of people can, unlike can the... You re- send, can you send that link to uh, in the chat to uh, Thomas so you can... A lot of the uh, well, I don't know if Thomas can just find it. It's it's in the Saints talk. It's not that far up in the Saints talk. But, thing. but just send uh, a, but just send a link in the chat, and then he'll be able to put it on. All right. Yeah. Well, that's between my phone and my computer. That's like a big <laughs> pain in the ass to do. That's a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> uh, but a lot of people, a lot of people in the in the Twitter replies. Um, 
seem to think uh, that, you know, Howie, Howie Roseman is uh, somebody that he was referencing there. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, you know, having to go, you know, maybe going big and getting J.J. Watt or whatever, but I didn't see anything about Mickey. I don't know. I've just – the thing is, man, the Saints, they for basically – for sure. They went – the last the last two, three years especially, they've gone – they went all out to try to get a Ralph Super Bowl. And it Ralph, didn't, your mic is – get your mic closer to your mouth. You sound like shit. I sound like terrible. There, yeah. So I mean, they tried to win a Super Bowl. They went all out. They did the best. They it didn't work. But you know, what can you do? I mean, I would much rather. I would much rather when you have, you when you know your window is open, that my team did everything they could, than totally. Then oh, we we had a once in a lifetime quarterback. But you know what? In twenty twenty three. Our cap is going to be pristine, and we're going to have ninety million dollars. Who gives a <laughs> fuck? Like we tried to win the Super Bowl, they went all in. It didn't work. They got screwed because of the no call. Other things happened. Kwan Alexander, like Kwan Alexander, was a sneaky big injury against Tampa because Anzalone got, uh, you know, got lit up and roasted. Whoop. But nice. Um, you know, that was a test. You passed. It, it just it just made it just makes me it just pisses it just pisses me off that people like Brand it you know like it just it just it grinds my gears as Peter Griffin would say. All right, well Ralph, I got something to put you in a better mood. This next question is also from Budrich. Uh, he wants you to pronounce this name. I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna try to pronounce it, but there it is. If you you have to look in the chat. Yeah. Okay. The edge rusher from Vanderbilt. Uh, I see. Uh. Daya Adeyingbo? That's not bad. I think that's yeah, right. Adi Adeyingbo might be right. Adi you know Yingbo. how I would say it? This is how I would say it. Deo! Oh, Adeyingbo! He'd be a great pick. Daylight, be... come and me one go. Oh. Thomas, you All can right. just... Well, they can put him. You can have a whole sound bike, sound bank of that. We can just drop that sound bike, sound bike repeatedly. They had a receipt... Dead. You know, I, like he's, right. not dead. he's not dead. He's not dead. Question seven from Crescendo twenty twenty. He wants I to know keep if, it up. if if you could win one if you could win one more Super Bowl exactly so two total, but you have but you had to have four and twelve at best seasons outside of the two Super Bowls and your QB was Jay Cutler instead of Drew. Would you do it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like, does Jay Cutler win the Super Bowl, or or do you just have to suffer with Jay Cutler in the four and twelve? For clarification, Jay Cutler had been the QB from two thousand six until current in order to get that Super Bowl. Is it smoking Jay Cutler? Because that makes a difference. If it's smoking Jay Cutler, fucking sign me up. As Ralph would say, my body is ready. I mean, how much? How much of that time period does Kristen Cavallari stay with him in New Orleans? Because I feel like that's material. None. They're divorced. They're they're getting divorced. They're already divorced. I'm aware. I feel, I feel like smoking Jay Cutler, the meme of smoking Jay Cutler with the cigarette and the Lombardi would be amazing. I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. You you could have you could have a serial killer at quarterback, and I still might say, "Give me the Super Bowl." Like that's how that's how much I love 
winning a Super Bowl with the Saints. Like, there's almost no, there's almost no person that you could tell me they would be the quarterback Joel, and Joel like, I'm out. <laughs> Hitler, maybe? I, I might have a hard time if Hitler was the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. May, I mean, maybe. He'd be, maybe. He'd be a hard guy to root for. He'd be a hard guy to root uh. for, but, I mean, you know. It only gets worse from here. We better move on. <laughs> but, you know, Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I hate to go there, but, you know, Darren Darren Sharper was on that Super Bowl team, and we still celebrate that Lombardi, you know, just saying. <laughs> Carl Granderson, is, his, his, his criminal record is not uh, pretty. The, the big Don't you creeper. Talk about my adopted son that way. It is. I'm talking about your adopted mm. son. He, he's a cha- he's a changed man. The correct pronunciation uh, is "Oh dang bo." That's what the chat says. You, that's all the questions I got, man. So that's all the questions. So we wrap it up. You know, well, thanks you to everybody in the know, chat. You, uh, by the way, Ralph, wait, the wait. title the title of this freaking show is. Oldest blooded, and we did it, and we went off the rails. And Thomas, I apologize. Taze me, taze me tomorrow in the meeting. Uh, we that was going to be the main topic. We were going to pick the coldest blooded saints, and well, we, we could we could do we could go around the horn and pick one real quick. Right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I'm going with Drew Brees then. I'm going my coldest. I'm going. I'm going this Deuce McAllister. Why Drew? Can we get like an, a, an a, yeah an explanation on this? So I would say that with Drew specifically, other than the wins and the amount of success that he's had, the thing for me about Drew is that when he was in the two-minute offense, especially, it just always felt like he was so stoic and his blood pressure went down. And it's just his body language. I mean, when he scored a touchdown, he'd maybe give a fist pump and all that. But, like, when he was locked in the zone, it just felt like the higher, the more tense the game got, the louder the fans, the the higher the stakes or whatever, the game's on the line. Like, he's just moving his shoulder, laser focus, and you just you don't see any excitement. The you spin move against Atlanta, that's he's amazing. He's cold-blooded, man. He's, 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 it's like his blood pressure as, as the – Intensity rises, his blood pressure goes lower. I picked Deuce McAllister just because his three seasons where he ran for 1,600 yards, it always felt like he had another gear that he didn't use just because he didn't have to. And his 2006 play, and there's a shot of him without the helmet, and his 2006 playoff game where he just carried Eagles into the end zone. Like, look at him, just trucking Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay, the year they won the Super Bowl, the Saints beat them twice, and they beat them twice mostly because they just pounded Deuce up the middle against their cover two, and they had no answer for it. Like, young Deuce was just remarkable, and uh, he was my most cold-blooded guy by far. You know? Dave, who do you got? Ooh, those gold jerseys uh, are horrible. They make me want to throw up. Oh, and that Minnesota game where they Culpepper went for two and got it? Ugh. Thomas, you're giving me seizures. PTSD. I didn't realize I should have given my answer ahead of time. Then then Tomas could have uh, queued up some video footage of my guy. I'm going to go more so off the field and on the field. I'm going to go with Marcus Colston. Uh, Mm. And I, I... 
Yeah. Only, you know, I, and I guess I mean more of like a cold fish than anything else, just because he was just so in the zone. He wasn't very, uh, you know, he didn't interact with the media too much. Not that he was, uh, you know, you know, not not that he went out of his way to not talk to them, but he just wasn't an outspoken guy, and he certainly wasn't outspoken on the field uh, or off the field. And um, and to be honest with you, I think uh, that's the reason why he never got picked to a Pope Pro Bowl. He just never made himself. Uh, he never said. He never said one interesting thing. He never said he feed me. Saying. He never said. Yeah, I mean, well, he never said look at me. He never said yeah. feed me. He never said pay me. He never said, said closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and he never uh, said, what, what was it that uh, Michael Thomas said this year? What was his uh, – wasn't there a tweet or something that he said? There were so many was... Michael Thomas tweets this year, Andrew. So many. Um, I also said Ricky Jackson because – look, I know he's a, he's a Saints Hall of Famer. He's a pro football Hall of Famer. But the thing about Ricky Jackson was – when all those years where the Saints were good and they didn't win a playoff game, but in the in the in the the Falcons playoff game and the Eagles playoff game, two different times when it was completely fucking falling apart, Ricky Jackson had a sack, force fumble both times to basically try to single-handedly save the Saints and win them a playoff game, and it still wasn't good enough. Um, but but Ricky Jackson was just cold-blooded. And the thing that made Ricky Jackson more cold-blooded to me, Andrew, was he had that face mask after he got in the car accident and almost killed himself where he looked kind of like um, like a Star Darth Wars Vader. villain where yeah. it was, like, all yeah. covered. And he just, like, that, that one there with, like, the extra bars and the visor. Like, he just looked like a goddamn villain and he was just cold-blooded as a son of a bitch. <laughs> and another guy I would say from that era was uh, Morton Anderson. I just felt like any time there was a critical kick, uh, a kick that he had to make, and he just never missed a kick that mattered, I felt like. If, if he had to hit the 60-yarder before halftime, or I know he had some misses in his, misses in his career, but I, I just felt like every big moment he came through. He, yeah, and they I called him Mr. Automatic. So. I should have told Thomas to cue up the kick that he made against San Francisco in 87 where he made a kick with like 30 seconds left to beat San Francisco and the and the the little flags on the goalpost, one of them was going right and one of them was going left and he still kicked it in from like 45 yards where he like knuckleballed it in and Jim Mora after the game is literally running off the field smiling hugging Morton Anderson probably saying to him I can't believe believe you made that kick in this wind so that was a great uh that's a great choice as well so we uh I I got to say the new the new podcast Top graphics match. is amazing. Fucking give him give it to give him the chef's kiss, Ralph. Fucking give it to him, dude. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's amazing, Thomas. I mean, I I yeah, don't know what to say. Awesome. I mean, I, I it feels we feel professional, and that feels really you're, weird. You're too for good us. for us, man. You're, he is too good. <laughs> he is too good for us. But I want to thank, you know, I want to thank everybody in the chat and and um. And go and buy some sneakers at on eBay and get in the raffle to get some Air Force Ones and become a patron. God damn it, we're the best Saints podcast on earth. Ten bucks a month, you get the booze bundle, you get access to the 
to the Discord. You get this this podcast. You get it commercial free. It's amazing. Look at all that fun stuff you get. You get it. I mean, it's and if you sign up annually, you get a month for free. All right. So and listen, we don't. Andrew will tell you, and Dave, we don't make hardly any money off this podcast. The thing that we do when we get the money from the patron, we hire people like Thomas to make the show better. We give you guys cups and merch. Like we're just doing this for fun, and we want it. The the more support we have, the more cool stuff we can do. Like hire Thomas to make the live stream look professional. So become a patron, support the show. It's amazing. Um. So that'll wrap it up. The only thing I wish Kevin was here because I think Kevin cackling during this show would have brought it to a different level. But maybe next week Kevin will find it in his heart to, uh, to well, join Kevin, us. Kevin did participate. He sent me the the link to that tweet by uh, Field Yates. Uh, that was clutch. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Uh, Pete Carmichael. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, right, thanks, right. thanks for Thomas for running everything behind the scenes. It was flawless, amazing. Uh, so everybody, for for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.